everything that we're doing, we're trying to align ourselves behind knowing God and making him known to somebody else. And that principle is essential for sharing the good news. As believers, our salvation and the salvation of others rests on the fact that Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Turn to Mark chapter 16, verses 14 through 16, as Pastor Martin dives deeper into the word. God has given specific purposes that are set forth for his church. We established a few weeks ago that Jesus says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. He was speaking of the truth that Peter declared because Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then he says to Peter, you are Peter, but upon this rock, I'll build my church, the truth of what he declared. Now, as we've been looking at this, we found that uh, there are five distinctive purposes that are, should be a part of every church's function because it is a part of the missional uh, directives that Jesus gave to his church. Now, this week, we're going to look at, the, the, of, of the five purposes, we're going to look at evangelism. And this particular passage of Scripture could, uh, it could be deemed as the Great Commission. We typically look at Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20 for that when we say the Great Commission. But here is Mark's account. And understandably so, Mark was the first uh, earliest gospel that we have that was recorded. And so Matthew looked at what Mark shared and then he expounded upon that, is, is what we, which is what we have in Matthew chapter 28. But here's the key to, to, to our message this week. Because as we consider these five purposes, one thing that you have to always uh, come to terms with when you talk about purpose, because purpose's definition is what, why something exists. The means by which it exists. Why does this thing exist? This table is serving a purpose. It's here to hold the items that I need to make them accessible to me when I need them. It's, when it's serving its purpose, it fulfills a great and a powerful means by which it exists. Because if the table doesn't hold up, then its purpose is lost. Because it's intended to hold that which is placed on it for those who want to access it. Now, the word, we talk about the Great Commission. And the Great Commission, uh, the word commission which we looked at the definition, we're gonna do that again this week. But last week we looked at the word commission and the word commission could be stated as a hyphenated word, co-mission. If we consider it with this, from this perspective, we understand that there is a mission, but that mission is a collective and collaborative mission given to this distinct group of people that they might perform it. Now, here's the key to all of this, because as we talk about being a part of the body of Christ, we understand that as the song was stating before, that we believe, we hear the gospel, we heard it, we believed it, we accepted it. Now, Jesus' final moments with those who had been listening to him for three and a half years, fought, had heard what he said, heard his message, embraced it, and it followed him. Now he's spending his final times with them, and his final hours with them were spent helping to reaffirm their faith and encourage that faith, 
but also to inspire their faithfulness, to define their purpose, and then also to give them this mission, to assign them this specific and particular mission effort that he had begun. Because throughout his time on the earth, one of the things that was very common about Jesus was that when they would speak of him and ask him questions, he says, what you see me doing is what my father has told me to do. And what you hear me saying is what my father has told me to say. He lived his entire life with a sense of purpose and he was driving this mission forward that the father sent him on. Even so much so that Paul said that he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, specifically the death of the cross, because we've talked about this in the past, that there were times in which they tried to murder Jesus. And if he wasn't on this purposeful mission, he would have said, well, at least I died. Some of us are just that way when it comes to God. Well, at least I did it. It don't have to be good. It doesn't have to be my best. But at least I gave God something. But here's the thing. Jesus said God is going to be looking to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So you can be faithfully doing just whatever you can, but he's looking for the good part as well. So Jesus was coming on a mission and he served that mission even to the specific way he was supposed to die. Because here's what the word has said. Even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. The ways that they tried to kill Jesus were all down. They tried to throw him down off a cliff. They tried to beat him down with stones, down. But he said, I didn't come to die down, I came to die up. Because if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So Jesus gave us this sense of purpose and he handed it to us because his message was salvation has come to men through me. And he handed that to his disciples. So this week, we're going to direct our focus on this great co-mission that Jesus has assigned to all of us to do because it is a co-mission one in which we exist when you think about co co-ed collaborate co-operate meaning we do together it's collective it's specific because here's something that we see in in this great in the great commission in Matthew chapter 29 verses uh, 28, verses 19 and 20, he says this. He says, listen, go therefore, make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father. Last week, we looked at the fact that when he said baptizing them, it was intended to create this sense of belonging, to identify ourselves with those who believe. So we come out of darkness and we come into the light now we're supposed to exist as those who are in light because Jesus says, walk in light. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. Part of our mission is to, is to bring light to things. Salt helps to make it better. My, my big mama, would t- she, would, she said, it just needs a touch of salt. 
put a little salt in there and it, and it would bring out the flavor. If, you, if she tried it, she said, mm, it need a little salt because salt makes things better. Light makes things easier. If we were in here today walking around, feeling around, trying to find our way, we would bumping our knee, hitting our knees and bumping our toes because we couldn't see. But light helps to make things more clearly. Makes it easier. See, we can all live in darkness and live our lives struggling and stumbling around, but why do that? When God has offered you a way to have his Holy Spirit dwelling in you, to lead and to guide you into all truth. Many times, you know, as a single man, I, I, would, I would meet somebody. Dicky Tim, I would meet him. I would say, hey, hey, how you doing? And I'm trying to find out whether or not, Lord, is this the right one? Anybody been there? If you didn't go that way, you might have made a mistake. Because here's what happened to me one day. I, I, I went, I was working, and I went and I met this young lady. And so I, I, was, I was excited. I thought, man, she's nice. She, she said, God bless you. So when I came out of the meeting, I, I stopped back, Sister Sharita, and I was like, how are you today? So somehow that conversation evolved So we go out on a date. And I decide that we're going to go see dinner. We'll have dinner and a movie. The movie's first. We go to see this movie. I'm excited. It's an action-packed movie. So we're sitting there. And so we're sitting there, you know, I'm thinking we're going to have some good Christian fellowship. So you know when you're in the, the theater, they've got Adobe sound. It's all loud. And so they did something that startled everyone, like, boom. And she said, oh, Oh, it started me too. <laughs> then they did something. Else. She said, "God." <laughs> it's just the first date, so I said, "Okay, <laughs> I don't know, maybe." But by that time, that that last God, I said, "Oh, wait a minute." So, so, but I promised because it's my promise, my words out there. We're going to see the movie. I'm ready to go home. I spent enough money just for the, the, the movie tickets and the popcorn. That was, that was the end of my investment, right? So we got dinner afterwards. We go, we're sitting there. She said, so how do you think it's going? I said, well, it's not going so well for me. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, because all of the cursing that happened in the theater, I, I was a little troubled by that. She said, who? <laughs> me? And here's what I do. I didn't need to pray about it anymore. Because what I understood is that if you can cuss like that and you don't know it, what would you say when you do know? So I said, okay, God bless you as well. We're going to pay this bill and get on out of here. But here's the thing. We have this Holy Spirit living in us to guide us. But watch this, to continue to motivate the mission. Because he is the one, he's the general. The chief of staff who God has implanted in each believer that he might continue to say, you've got a mission. You got a mission. Because here was the definition we established last week for, for, for commission. An authorization to perform certain duties or task. 
the authority. What did Jesus say? All authority, all power is given to me. And he says, and I'm giving you this power, the Holy Spirit, the authority to act for another, a group of people chosen to perform specific duties. So this idea of commission speaks of this collaborative effort because even back in our text, he says this, go to all of the world and tell them this good news. Preach the gospel. And he says to every creature, here's something you need to understand. Every gospel writer conveyed this sense of mission. All four gospels. So in Matthew chapter 28, we've already noted that in verse 19, he says, go therefore, make disciples. There's the go. In our text today, Luke chapter 16, verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel. Here in Luke, also in Luke chapter 24, verses 48 through 46 through 48, here's what he says. Then he said to them, thus it is written, verse 46, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. And here's what verse 48 says. And you are witnesses to these things. He says, I'm telling you, here's the mission. And anybody you come in contact with who accepts this gospel, you tell them this is the mission. And then here's the last one. Here's what John says. John says in chapter 20, Verse 21, he records Jesus saying this. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you as the Father has sent me, I am also sending you. So each of the gospel writers convey this sense of mission. But here's the key. Are we ashamed of it? Because our message today is unashamed, unashamedly willing to share the gospel, share this good news. Because here's what Paul had to say about it, which is actually the text that our song was taken from. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Look what Paul says. He says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, this gospel message, is the righteousness of God revealed. See, because all of us would want to believe that we're pretty good. And all of us would think that, hey, when we're doing something good, we set out with good intentions and we do it, we're doing great things. But here's how the word describes our good works, as filthy rags. Anybody here that had a filthy rag? A filthy rag would mess a whole room up. Walked in the kitchen. There was an old rag that had been washed. It had been in the water, out of the water, in the water, out of the water. It had been laying up there for a while. And I'm hunting all over. I'm looking in the trash. I'm looking around. Then I had this one moment. I thought, man, I hope 
a mouse hadn't snuck in here and died. So I go to wash my hands and it gets stronger. And I realize it's this rag. And that's how God describes our efforts to be righteous. Just like that smelly rag. But wait a minute. We washed that rag. And it didn't stink anymore. And now it could truly serve its purpose because it had been cleaned. So here's how this works. God took all of our stench, took us and dipped us down in the blood. And like Big Mom would do, he, had, he, 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 he got there and he started to wring out and, and, and wash out all the dirtiness and the, and the raggediness. And the stenchfulness. And then he holds us up. And not only does he make us clean, but he calls us children. That's why John said, beloved, what kind of love is this? That we, these old stinky rags, could now be called children of God. Children of God. See, that is why this is good news. Because... It is the righteousness of God. How does man get in right standing with God? Through the gospel. How does man find his way to God? Through his son. The message of the gospel. Do you realize one of the definitions of religion is man's effort to get to God? Man's effort to get to God. So these are things that if... if, if I were God is the things that I think I would do or won't done. But see, Jesus didn't come to establish religion. He came to establish relationship. That we, we could exist in communion with the God that we want to know. Because when we look up at the sky and we say, who did all that? We look around and we, we stand on the shoreline of the sea and we say, who did this? Because here's something that I have watched. And Job answered the question for me. The first time I made it to the ocean, I was so excited. Being from the Midwest, ain't the ocean up there. We had to travel at least 11 hours in, in whatever direction to get to the ocean. So the first time I made it to the ocean, I'm standing there looking. And I'm noticing something. When I look out, there are these waves, and they're running in like they might overtake you. But when they get to the edge, they die down and fall back. Job said that God is the one who set the bounds for those waves. That as they come running in, I'm getting ready to go, but then they realize, you know what, there's the boundary. Let me go back. When I look around and say, who did all of that? And how do I know him? Jesus says to us, I am the way. Well, is this true? He says, and I am the truth. Well, King Tut wanted to know what happened after life, after death, because he built a, a, a big coffin to live in with all his riches in it. And he says, if you're trying to figure out what's going to happen after life, he says, and I'm the life. 
and no man can come to my father except they come through me. So why, when Paul says, I'm not ashamed of this gospel, because he understood what God did for him. Because Paul described himself as a chief sinner. He says, I'm a chief of sinners. The stuff I did to try to destroy the Christians, he said, that, that was dastardly. And yet he still chose me. So here's the thing. Amity Bible Church embraces this idea of mission or this principle of living missionally. Here's our vision. Listen to it. If you've been to the website, if you're, if you're online, you can just click on it now and see it. This is what it says. Our vision is to become the church as Christ intended it to be, a purpose-driven church, a church who, who understands it has a purpose, not a social gathering, a social club. Hey, what's up? <laughs> but those who understand we have been called into this mission with Jesus, our intent, here it is, is to be intentionally diverse, passionately committed to loving God, and compassionately committed to serving others. Here's a key. And unashamedly obsessed with sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that what you signed up for? Did you see that and say, hey, I want to be a part of that church? Or did you say, oh, you know, my cousin, he go over there. I kind of like that, that Pastor Smith, that Dr. Smith. He good, he good, he good. I like him, he good. <laughs> or did you hear this mission and say, I'm one of those? Yeah. I want to be a part of that. Okay. Here's our mission. Listen, our mission is to know God with teaching, instruction, uh -huh. proper dividing of the word of truth. Right. Know God. And here it is, the, our mission to go out and share and to make him known. Amen. Everything that we're doing, uh -huh. we're trying to align ourselves behind knowing God Amen. and making him known to somebody else. Amen. So I want you to share this, to repeat this after me. I go... We go, we go. Let's, go. let's go. One more time, say it with some passion. I go, I go. We, go. we go, let's go. Let's go. That's going to guide us for today. Our three points will be made based upon those three. Amen. Our first point for the day is this. The mission is personal. That's the I go. And I want you to go back and look in our text here. Verse 16, here's what he says. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He, she, individually. So here's the key. Just as salvation is singular, being a witness is singular. Do you know that they don't call groups of people to the witness stand. There may have been five people who were eyewitnesses, right. 
But they don't say, hey, y'all, y'all come up here. Come up here. Uh, get, some, get some extra chairs up here. They all need to sit up here. Because a witness is always one at a time. So here's the key. Just as we're not saved as a group, thus our sense of being sent should not be only as a group. We should all have this personal sense Mm -hmm. that I'm on a mission to know God and to make him known. Because when we live with this sense of I go. Then it makes sense when we move on to we go. Because every we has some eyes in it. Because it can't be a we without some eyes. We quoted this earlier from Luke's gospel. When he said, uh, Luke chapter 24, and I want to just hone in on verse 48, and I'll just say what it, I'll quote it, quote it for what it said. He says, and you are witnesses of these things. He says, this message is supposed to be shared to all the nations as a witness. And you are supposed to witness to the fact that Jesus gave a mission. Each one of us is called into this. Here's the next one. We go. Say we go. We go. Point number two is the mission is collective. Uh-huh. That's the we go. Okay. Because going back to verse 15 in Luke chapter 16, he says, and he said to them, go. But each one of them understood that he was saying, I go. And because I'm going, we're going. Because slide down right there in Mark 16. Would you slide down to verse 20? I want you to see this. Gospel of St. Mark, chapter chapter 16, verse 20. Here's what it says. And they went. I go. We go. So he says, and they went out. And preached everywhere. It didn't matter where they were on on vacation. Hey, listen. When you go to Vegas, do you go? (laughs) You go to Vegas, Sin City, you go to Vegas to to witness. You're going to witness some stuff. But I ain't going to be a witness. But here's the thing. He says, they went. Everywhere. Uh And here's something I want you to hear, Amity Bible Church. The Lord working with them and confirmed the word through the accompanying signs. Here's what we need to understand as a church. If we go after souls, God is going to bless Amity beyond measure. If we go after souls, if we are intentional about people coming to know Jesus Christ as we say we are, then God will work with us and bless us. If we're only just consumed with just us, my getting to heaven. On my way to heaven. 
or am I bringing somebody with me? If we go, Jesus said he'll be with us. Twice he says this. Mark records him saying this, the Lord working with them in Mark 16 and 20. And here's what Matthew says. Jesus says, I and lo, I am with you always. Go therefore and I'll be with you. Last one. Let's go. Let's say it. Let's go. Point number three is the mission field is universal. Don't matter who it is. Rich, poor, red, brown, yellow, white. The mission is universal. Because here again in this gospel message in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, whatever kind they are, wherever they came from. Preach the gospel, share the good news, and don't be ashamed. But I want to draw you in because I'm almost done. I want to draw you into the urgency of the need. I know we talked a lot about how many people have died in 2020, 2021, due to the COVID and other, and murders in the street. But do we stop and ask the question? Or do we just kind of blanket over that and say, well, you know, I hope they were. I hope they knew Jesus. Well, how do they know? Unless someone tells them. The urgency of the need to be missional is greater now than any other time. That wraps up another awesome word. If you're in need of prayer, counsel, or if we can assist in any way, please don't hesitate to ask. If you would like to join, contact us, or receive these and other sermon notes, visit us at amitybc.org. Until next week, be blessed.